Right, that's us. Good to go. Right, okay. Um, we'll just keep this chatting, man, you know, anyway, usually as you know. So, um, my name is David Wilde, filmmaker, actor. Um, I'm talking to James Price, uh, writer, director, you know, um, madman, everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? On, entrepreneurial, you know, make your own films. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, I'll take that, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, no, no, great filmmaker. And, you know, one, one of the ones that I noticed in the, the Scottish scene a few years ago when I first met you. But, well, let's just go for the kind of, let's keep it kind of loose. And, you know, I, I want to still talk about your films, you know, like for the last few years, you know. Um, don't want to talk it specifically, but um, we're going to, you've got a film, is that Sea Dog Days? Is that a film or a series? Um it's not- that's just that's a strange thing, Dean. It's 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 actually both. So it's like um, right. there's two completely different versions that are going to exist. So the version playing at the festival is sixty minutes. It's like a little short feature film. Um, right. It's a completely new edit. It's completely different. And then there's going to be a version released on iPlayer on April seventh, right. which We're is actually like back- eighteen minutes longer. Right. We're going to come back to it at the end, but this is this is the main reason as well because yeah. it's coming out. It's coming out at the GFT, which is the Glasgow Film Festival, next month. Uh, so we'll, we'll come back to that. So, yeah, let's let's go for a start. I mean, when I first seen your work, it was really... Um, the Edinburgh Festival, was that 2019? I think it was, or 2020, 2019? That's right, that's right, yeah. Bo- Boys' Night. 19, um, yep, 19, yep. When I was out there uh, following about a fucking influencer with a camera... Everybody said to me, oh, what, what film have you got screening here? I don't get any fucking film screen. I'm following an influencer with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> but he bumped into you, and uh, he said some kind things about my, uh, my first film, which it doesn't deserve, but anyway, I appreciated that, you know. Um, so that's how we kind of connected. You're too hard on it, You're I'm all right now. I, sh- I should have just treated it as my film school. That's yeah. all it was. I shot a film on film. Doesn't matter if it's good, bad, art, popcorn, whatever the fuck, you know. Uh, I'm over I'm well over it now, you know. But uh, yeah, that's where we connected. And then I came to see your film a few nights later, uh, Boys Night, which was great. That played at the festival. Um so, yeah, let's just summarise quickly through your films and then we'll get to Dog Days. So, Boys Night, how did you get, again, let's get to the point, because there'll be people that's, you know, for the first time, you know, that um, this is the first thing, you know, they've seen you, there'll be people that know you well. But what was your first, um, I know you start, started in writing at first, it wasn't any filmmaking, was it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you, Sorry, did you first start writing? Aye, did you first start? Aye, basically, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I I taught myself how to write scripts in my teenage years. I was quite sick. I've got got Crohn's disease and I was always no well. I took really bad no well at like 18. So I had a lot of free time. So I would watch films that I loved and read the scripts of the films. And through doing that, I kind of learned how to write a script. I picked up the format pretty easy. And um, it was my early 20s. I kind of started getting the, you know, a bit of bravery. Start sending scripts out, and yep. I got real lucky. Man, of two screen education, Edinburgh picked up a short film called Concrete and Flowers, and then this thing called Jump Cut did one that I wrote called Dropping Off Michael. And Dropping Off Michael did pretty well at festivals and kind of blew up. And um, that was directed by a great director called Zam Salim, and that that, that kind of that propelled me forward a little bit. And then, but I realized very quickly, like, I dropped off Michael nominee for a few BAFTAs, and I thought that was it. I thought I was. Thought it was going to be oh, in the Scottish way, Illuminati, hanging about with David Heyman, and then uh, <laughs> I realised very quickly that wasn't what happened. And, uh, so I realised yeah. in about 2016, I was like, "Oh fuck, I need to just actually make more stuff, or else I'm going to be forgotten about." Yeah. So yeah, I just I think I said, "Man, I just started scrambling and trying to make more little no budget shots." And uh, I had seen dropping off Michael as well. That was uh, great, and you know, there's a, some great actors in that. You know, which makes a big difference. You know, if you've got a really good script, great actors, yeah. then you, you can't really go fucking wrong. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's going to get going to turned into is that going to get turned into a feature? Did you say at some yeah, point? Maybe. Well, there's, there's talk about it, man. There's talk about it, but it's um, it's hell. It's uh, it was moving, and then it kind of stopped moving. You know how it is, young man. It's I know like, you know, is, one minute something's happening, and then it, yeah, yeah, I know. And then, yeah, so it's like it's yeah. hard to say, like, man. But basically. 
the company who were in kind of control of it have kind of given the rights back to me and the director. So there's a chance it could still happen with somebody else. But we're um, yeah, we're exploring options. It's, it'll be a different thing. It's, it's, it'll be very different from a short, which I yeah. think is what kind of is worrying people, uh, the money people. But um, yeah, we just don't want to do a repeat of the short film. We want to make it something bigger and different. Aye, aye, aye. Well, that's a thing I was going to ask as well. I've asked maybe a couple of times before where you're in that situation where you make films with, um, you know, industry money, but you've done films with industry money as well. You know, I've done an industry-funded film and most of my films are non-industry now. So what, what's the, the pros and cons that you would say getting money for, you know, um, is that the good side and the bad side or is it all good getting money? Do you know what I mean? What's the, because I know that you lose, do you lose some creative control if you get your, have you got to stick to your sort of, Model, you know, definitely. Like, as soon as you're doing, like dog days, for instance, for the BBC, you know, what I mean, it's like, um, at the end of the day, it's not for my audience, it's for their channel, you know, what I mean, so like, you need to, yeah, you need to kind of meet them in the middle and kind of walk a line that kind of keeps you happy and everybody else happy, kind of thing. But I think the mate, I like, man, my, my favorite work I've did is the stuff that you've been in, like Spyro and uh, the music video. I love the stuff where you're making it and it's just all coming from the heart and you don't need to worry about money. The only difference really, man, I think, uh, is the guilt, you know, from having people work for free. But I yeah. just, like, you know, I just I just love making stuff, man. Like, that's my main thing. Like, I just... I just... And, uh, yeah, and I just like going for it and I feel like... The, I feel like where, where I've been at my most purest and um, closest to my own voice and what I want to do in the future... Has been the work I've did with no financial industry backing so far. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that is a difficult thing because we still need money to make bloody films. You know, it is the it is the thing where nobody's going to give you a check just to do exactly what yeah. you want to do. Because especially if you go, right, I'm going to do this crazy shit. It's not even in the script because I've just come up with this idea. And you go, well, well, wait a minute. Do you know what I mean this is not here? You know, so that's a, um, yep. you know, I completely yep. get that, you know. And I've seen, I seen the joy in that when you were making that 48-hour project, uh, Spiral and the Sopranos, which we'll get to the, the music video. I've seen the, the sheer just like, Peyton, you know what I mean? Let's do this, let's do that, you know. Um, you can see the difference. But yeah. that's, an intro, but that's an intro business. I think if you're a filmmaker, you have to be able to wear both hats. Do you know what I mean? You know, and, definitely, and, like, and they both kind of blend in each other a little bit too. You know, I mean, there is moments on the uh, even funded stuff where you, you do have freedom to kind of, you know, play around. But it's just you know, I do like ultimate freedom. I, I embrace the chaos. I love it when, you know, like things go wrong, and you have to think on the fly. And like, I, I just I love the energy of it. There's something more energy, energetic about like, um, just going for it, man. They're not caring about money and like just making something that you want to be good. You know, you want to be good. You want people to like it, and then. Um, yeah, you're not you're not trying to please somebody who's backed it. You know what I mean? It's just purely for your own, exactly. Your own, your own you sake know, that, that, and, uh, and, uh, and making an audience happy. That's what I was saying. I saw recently that there was a, a headlines about Francis Ford Coppola's latest film, and oh, it's chaos, and everybody's walking off, and it's chaos, and it's like because he funds his own films now because his wine business and his hotels, he's got total creative freedom. Um, it's taken him years, of course. But it's that thing where it's, well, if anybody does chaos, it's Coppola does chaos best. Do you know what I mean? There was chaos yeah. in The Godfather. It was chaos, yeah, man. But, you know, and it's that chaos, that controlled chaos, that can actually be really fucking interesting if you're not doing, do you know what I mean? Uh, as you know, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I think it's just... 100%, that's that, not bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah, it's definitely, just... Sorry, Sorry I'm you're, you're cutting. No, you're cutting out there, man. It's just that we just it's just the stream, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's trying to find that balance, isn't it? You know, yeah, it is, man. It is. and then I think controlled chaos is a way, man. Even dog days, to be honest, was pretty chaotic. Shoot, it was pretty. Um, a lot went wrong, uh, so there was a lot of thinking on the fly and stuff. So, but um, I think if everybody's safe, you know, and everybody's kept, you know, safe and fed and watered, and um, and things are a bit crazy, and people are up for the madness. Then there's nothing better than that when everybody's kind of in on it and, and on the, you know, you, you get high off that energy, man, and just going for it. And yeah, just... yeah. Uh, if you've got, and if you've got the right actors, I like to roll that way as well. Some don't. Some need their exact script, and some like to, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've, I've, I've learned that the hard way. Some people don't like it when you're saying <laughs> to them like, "Fuck the script." 
Well, let's talk about this. We, we'll, I mean, we'll jump back and forth here, right? Because I want to talk about the Peter Mullen thing as well. Um, yeah. yeah when, that night I turned up. I mean, I've been lucky enough to be involved, but it's very small parts, but it's just been, it was great. It was great fun. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that day, I turned, the night I turned up, um, the Sopranos, uh, it was it must have been Sopranos. Michael, I always get his name wrong. The, his surname, what's his yeah, name? I don't Michael? like a Michael. I called Michael Maltosanti. I was saying, man, Michael Peter. Christopher yeah. for the fucking Sopranos, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I turned up one night. He says, do you want to turn up? Do you want to play a wee part in something? And it's like, and as soon as you say that, it's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Know where the fuck it is, don't care. So I turned I up. Like, you didn't know, like, you didn't, I don't think you knew where it was until you were in my living room. <laughs> you were nah. in this room, it's surreal. Yeah. Uh, you, I got about five minutes to think, me. But I, look, if you like somebody's work, if you like somebody's approach and, and everything like that, it's a fucking no brainer. Do you know what I mean? Because you know it's going to be fun and you know it's going to be interesting. Um, but that that was really good because that was like within five minutes or something, we're running about with fucking coke and machetes and, and the living room. <laughs> I know. And I was getting all about in control because the table was full of booze. So I was kind of throwing them back within same, like 10 minutes. Same, same, yeah, man. Look, we, I, I, the deal here, Alan's not much a drinker, but I just remember him, we mean him just kept taking shots of whiskey and. Uh, it helped me get the character, man. I got the character from that. I'm glad I was acting in that scene as well. But, uh, yeah, you were, great, you were great. You were great in it. You know, you were doing I great know, man, that. I think that's, that's the one role I can play. Is like a wee, a wee Raj Glesga boy. That's all I can do. I'm not, that's Al- my reign. Alfred Berlin and Boogie Nights. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was that. That's what I was saying. I was man, 100%. Uh, because I just remember, I, I, wait a minute, how many shots have I had? And I picked up, I, I'm playing with a machete, I think. And there was another scene, I'm moving, right, we move, and I've got the machete, and you, you grab it, right? You, you take the fucking machete away, because I was getting half cut by then. You, know, and I was, <laughs> you grabbed it, I remember you grabbed it, right? Just put that fucking down, right? You put that down. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, it's fun, man, and that's that's the, the, the thing I like about you as a filmmaker. You like that school that you always read about, like the Casavetes type, that you just, and you can you understand, what a lot of filmmakers don't understand actors. You no, know, definitely. Yeah. You know, even even Ridley Scott admitted it in the early days. He didn't know how to work with actors. You know, and because a lot of filmmakers are so technical and they get everybody right the technical and then they forget about the actor and the actors in front of the fucking camera go to give the performance. So yeah, actually, yeah. you 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 doing some acting. Know that you have to be an actor to be a really great director. You don't as many great directors, but your best friends are Scorsese, you know, they're in Casabettes. They understand actors, and that's why they, yeah, man. You know, it's such an an important part. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As you know, definitely. You know. Yeah, I, I, that's the one compliment I give myself is I'm a, I'm an actor's director. I'm not a technical director. You ask yeah. me about a lens. You ask me about a lens and a type of light. I, I don't know. I don't have a fucking clue. But uh, yeah, yeah. I know, I, know, but, I know how to work with people, and I know, I know how to uh, like. I, yeah, and I, I, yeah, man. That's my main thing. Is like just it's all, for me. It's all about the performance and the. And I love giving like a DOP and the you know a gaffer. I like I like them being able to bring their own artistic touch to it. I don't want it to feel like I'm, you know, taking control of that. Uh, Dog Day's a good example, man. Like, the, the DOP Gavin Hopkins, like, he, sh- he shot it like it's a, you know, like it's a movie, the, the movies that we grew up loving, man, and it's, it feels like a film. It does not feel like a BBC iPlayer yeah. show, which it should. So it's, uh, and that's because I let him come with his own vision, man, which he absolutely smashed, and it's, um, exceeded all my expectations so it's like i think if you give everybody their freedom man let them do their jobs correctly it's like you can't go wrong you know i mean my main thing is just working with the actors and getting everybody in getting exactly everybody. yeah but that's why you don't need to know about a lot of technical stuff because it's about picking if you've got a, a team around you you're picking the right team that already know that you know yeah. And, yeah. unless you're making films my way where i'm fucking shooting every because i'm not i'm not one with teams but that's why <laughs> but you don't need to know all that stuff if you've got a good team and that's a good yeah. point that's what that's what I learned over the years. It's like somebody says to me, I don't always 100% know what I want, but I know 1,000% what I don't want. And that means that you're going yeah. to get the input for the DOP and the production designer, and you're going to get them freedom to bring their yeah. stuff. See when, see, when a filmmaker says, I know everything exactly what I want, I go, fucking avoid them because you're going to, you're going to tell the DOP, yeah. you got, do you know what I mean? You need to give people that freedom. And that's what's great about your stuff. Do you know what I mean? It is like a... You know, it's just, it's just, it just feels good. The, the short experience I had working with you, you know, it felt so much fucking fun, man. You know, no, I appreciate um, it. I will be last, man. We'll be last. We'll be more to come, man. I know that's what I think. I'm just, hey, I'm just dying again, man. Hey, 
Everybody wants to work with you, so I'm not. <laughs> I got a chat. I got. I got a cut of rolls, so I'm. I'm happy, man. No, um, we'll, we'll jump back and forth here. But you worked with Peter Mullen. I know he was. You were a big fan of Peter Mullen. He was one of your big inspirations, wasn't he? What was that like? Yeah, man. It was like Orphans was. You know, I think Orphans was the first proper Glasgow film I saw. I must be nine or yeah. ten. And yeah. uh, it was the first time I saw a film where people were talking the way my family talked and. You know, it's like my dad worked in a pallet factory, like the, one of the characters. My brother was, my big brother was getting stabbed all the time, like one of the other characters. So I feel like a film was made just for me. So okay. like, it was also the first time I felt like, um, oh, I don't have to go to America to make a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can, you can make a movie here. I didn't know people were making movies here. So that that was such an eye opener, man. And that film stuck with me for my whole life. And um, yeah, getting a chance to work with him was unbelievable, man. He's such a cool dude, man. Just such so laid back. So just, just naturally, just that instinct thing, man. Just so, just instincts yeah. are so switched on. Just like no, like it, it, like it generally, like, um, I can't stress enough how little direction I gave on that. <laughs> like it was just literally was like, oh, that's it, we got it. <laughs> that's it, two things done. Let's move on. But yeah, if, man, you get, if you get great actors, they're already coming. Yeah. They are. They already. You already employing the ones that you know you can do the job. It's like they always say to be Woody Allen that he never. Never gave much direction, and there's a lot of fucking Oscar win winners for his sort of films, and it's like yeah, the man. actors have come in there; they already know what they're doing. So just yeah, they put the work in. Yeah, definitely, they they hundred percent put the work in already. You know, what I mean, they like, they yeah. they know what they're gonna do, and uh, yeah, man, like just he absolutely smashed it. And it's weird, man, because he, 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 the character was based on my dad. The character he was playing, and this, right. this was this was, was a BBC Four show called Skin. It's on um, BBC iPlayer. So I think it was, I think it was episode six. Yeah, on episode yeah. four. Um, but um, yeah, it's weird. He didn't know. I don't know if he knew too much that it was based on my dad. He probably surmised, but it's right. unbelievable how much, like, just like through weird supernatural. I don't know how, but he like really, really captured the yeah the essence of my dad without ever asking a question or knowing about my dad. So it was really odd. I think he just come from a similar. You know, old yeah. school mentality. So he was able to channel it pretty easily, I think. Yeah, yeah. And did and on that, did you have a lot of sort of control to to do stuff again? You know, like in terms of because that was a BBC. Is that B, that was a BBC, wasn't it? Yeah, it was BBC Four, right? So yeah, I mean, like I was surprised how much we got away with. You know, like there was a lot, of, a lot got cut in edit. Some you know, there was a lot. There was some darker jokes and stuff that, that had to go. But uh, right, right. You end up realizing though, it's like you know, it's like a lot of it, it makes sense, like because some of it could be a bit too abrasive and maybe put some people yeah. off. Yeah, but the thing is, though, man, like it, I, I man, it was surprising. Like that isn't my type of thing either. Like I must admit, like uh, although anybody from if BBC see this, if, if you're doing more, give me a shout. But doing a <laughs> doing a fucking monologue show, it's not my it's not my bag. You know, what I mean, it's not something I watch. It's not something that I was you know that's my in my wheelhouse kind of thing. It's like actors talking directly to the camera kind of feels a bit too theater for me. Um, yeah. like, so my, yeah. my whole goal was to make, try and make it feel as much like short films as possible. Have yeah. kind of give up yeah. narrative structure. So I, I, I wrote and directed the Peter Mullen one and then I directed one starring Michael Soccer, who was amazing from... Uh, well, was yeah. He was great, man. So my whole thing was just try and make them as feel like short films as much as possible and not just like your average. You know, I've seen a few of them, the old BBC ones, and it's literally just a, an actor sitting on a seat talking to the camera and it's like I could wait to see this in Oren more you know what I mean <laughs> I, I, I know I know it's, it, it's getting that side when you get that side in you like cinema as well character the cinema you want to just yeah. get that camera moving and you 100%. know um, but it's I think it is great to um, experiment with different styles it's not even you because then it, sometimes it brings you right back to go well that's no this is me but You've tried these other things. I think that's really important to definitely, you know, definitely, you know. definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, man. Like, even the music video, like I, I've never. Um, I don't always. I look. I'm a big fan of the director Daniel Wolf, who did um, the music video. Did a bunch of music videos, but the the ones that the most famous ones were with Jake Gyllenhaal running around London killing hipsters. It's called the Shoes Time to Dance. Right. When I saw his music videos, that was the first time I thought I really want to make a music video, and. Uh, and just because he injected it, just it feels like a little movie, you know. I mean, it just feels like a short film. It does. Just, Aye, it does. Yeah, that's yeah. that man. So just like a song playing over it. So it's like, uh, 
that's the only way I could do a music video. I couldn't do a music video when I'm filming a band playing. You know, that's not me. No, I just I, I'm, I'm the same. It just doesn't really interest me much. No. There's something different yet. Do you know what I mean? So different... if, I, if, if I had people approach me to do music videos, and then my first question is, like, do the band want to be in it? Because if they want to be in it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, I could, if I could just make a little movie and they can put their song right. over it, then 100%. If, if Christopher Walken's dancing across the fucking roof, I want to do it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, going be, it's going to be something different, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. so you've done, skip, you've done another one um, the, with a writer from the young team. Yeah, man. I yeah, keep, I'm fixed. It's, 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 it's a long time infectious nihilism and small metallic pieces of hope and uh, that was you said the, it to me <laughs> <laughs> that was for the Edinburgh Book Festival and um, it was kind of loosely connected to the young team because young teams are development as a TV show with synchronicity right now which I think when right. that happens that will probably be massive but um, but Graham was just one of the most intelligent people I've ever met he's such a smart human being man and just a really really passionate really just wants to give back to yeah. you know the community that he grew up in and uh, yeah working with him was a dream and uh, it was it was a really intense shoot we, we only had two days man I feel like if I had an extra day we would uh, we could have fleshed a little bit uh, uh, but I, I still I think it's one of my favourite things I've done and I actually do think um, there's moments in it that's more beautiful than anything I've been involved in Steve Cardinal was a deep DOP and uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was visual moments that were so great, yeah, you know. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of an interesting one, you know. It's kind of, um, even that kind of felt quite different for me when in terms of where Graham just had this, Graham just knew what he wanted it to be, and um, my thing was just kind of trying to, you know, make sure I made time happy because, because I come from a writer initially, and um, anytime I'm working or directing another writer's work, I really am racked with fear about like I need to make sure I capture their vision you know what I mean I, I want to make sure I'll bring myself to it but I want them to I want them to be happy with it because I've I've had people direct my stuff when I've not been happy you know so yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to make anybody feel that way uh, it's quite it's quite scary actually in a way that <clears throat> some people when they want the right of there because you're bringing your vision yeah Stephen King <laughs> Kubrick definitely wouldn't want fucking Stephen King on the set. But I think we use guys because that, that um, was it Graham comes from that world and he knows that you understand that world. So you're already in a sort of zone. Definitely. You know, do you know what I mean? Definitely. So it helped, I, I think it helps, helped, you know. It's weird. Me and Graham just get on. Me and Graham literally are like the same person, just from different parts of the, uh, yeah. the country. It's freezing Eldrie. I'm in Glasgow and I'm in Springburn. So it's like, um, me and Graeme literally were at the same raves with our young teams in like 2009. Right. We, we probably walked past each other and didn't even know. Right. I, 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 if somebody came to his both friends and said, look, you have a best-selling book and you'll be fucking over. You'll be down to one. I'd be like, oh, he's not a recce. He's not a recce, man. <laughs> 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 no, I, I enjoyed that, man. That was good. Um, yeah. In terms of, before we go to dog days and that, because I've always been fascinated by your, I've always wanted to ask, I don't have to ask you before, with the fascination, which I think I understand why it is, because coming from Glasgow and Scotland, it's so fucking grim here and gritty. <laughs> so we write about make stuff. But your fascination with Miami Vice, you know. Yeah. You're, you're a big fan of Miami Vice. How did that happen? Is that through your father watching movies? Yeah, through my know? dad, man. So like from literally the age of six, my dad would tell me stories about this guy that lived in a boat with a pet alligator called Elvis. <laughs> and then tell me stories about Miami Vice. And I was obsessed with seeing it. And do you know what it was like back in the day, man? Like, yeah, kids nowadays don't realize how lucky they are. Like, they want something, they can find it. Yeah, I spent like seven years for my life searching for Miami Vice. It wasn't released here. It eventually came out on Men and Mortals when in about two thousand and one, and right. uh, that was my first time seeing it, and it blew me away. And uh, yeah, and that's it's escapism. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like Miami yeah. Vice is like a guilty pleasure. But I was, also, I, I will defend some episodes. Some episodes are genuinely like great Michael Mann movies, but. There's all the odd ones, you know, they say, well, James Brown showing up with aliens and stuff where it's a bit mad to <laughs> jump the shot. Oh, I, need, I need to see that. Yeah, that's, that's season five, man. Yeah, jumping it, it that's, 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 that's pretty cool. But, jumping away for a second, did you ever see the James Brown man with Gary Oldman plays the devil? Oh, great, man. Yeah, what, 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 what was that? Was that car adverts? What were they? It was a, it was a car advert with uh, yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman. Gary was like Keith Richards playing the devil. In Las Vegas, and James Brown comes up to renegotiate his contract because he done a deal with the devil. He'd be a star, and he can't That's do the fucking split. Can't do the fucking splits anymore. 
you know that pitch straight away is like <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> you know but um yeah but so Miami Vice I I, I think that because I mean look Michael Mann's a great director so there's always yeah. going to be episodes in there that are going to be really that's good, man, that's, man. that's like you said though, I never really thought about it like that but it is like you know like I think for, especially for my dad my dad never left the the UK never had a passport his whole life so I think for him it probably represented, like, you know, just this form of escape, you know what I mean? For, like, an hour, a night, he was in Miami, you know what I mean? He wasn't in Springburn, you know? So it was exactly. the same. You know, definitely, I mean, man. I think that's the power of, you know, cinema and TV and, like, that, what we will do. That was probably one of the motivations for me doing my first film, even though it did not fucking turn out what I wanted. Instead of doing a little film about actors in Glasgow, I went to, go, I went to, go to Las Vegas, I went to go to LA, I went to go where the fucking sun is, I went to be characters at the yeah, time. So I get that side where it's kind of colour and fucking, you know. Um, but I can see that side in the future. If you, if you took that spirit of Miami Vice and the grittiness that you have and you stuck it together, Making a movie like Cocaine Cowboys, I think you'd do yeah, that. Be, that would be you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. That's the dream, though. Definitely, that would be the dream. Scarface, man, you know, Scarface type. You know, yeah, man. Oh, I love it, man. Hundred percent. But also, so, man, like uh, I must admit, I know you're hard on pasty pieces, man. But you know, for that, one, that even the title, I can't even say fucking title. <laughs> I know, I know you can't say it. But, it, sounds, um, it sounds like children's film, uh, it film foundation. Matter, got, you're wrong about that. It's actually got like a real reservoir dogs, like you know, swingles. That's weird. You need you to let me, man. Like I was like orphans. My name is Joe. And then in global video, I just remember I used to see all the time, face to faces. And then I remember well, watching it and blew me away, man. And it was a, it was one of those movies where, and the thing I remember the most is. Uh, I think we hit the bandstand in one of the scenes. Is it? We had the bandstand in Glasgow, uh, Kelvin side. Yeah, yeah, Kelvin, yeah. And I remember yeah. he's quoting the uh, Al Pacino and Heat. Yeah, and I still, yeah. I still got it in my head still, from all these years. Uh, I got five dead bodies of Venice Boulevard. Just in. Sorry, I'm good. Al was good at that shit. Um, but yeah. you're talking about it's swingers. The very first night that we landed in LA, and we go in the hotel rooms, and we were all going to go for a meal before we we're going to shoot the next day. We, we said, right, well, let's go to a bar restaurant somewhere, you know, and we walked across the street and I went, it's the fucking Dresden. That's amazing. That's so cool. It was a fucking, just, hey, it was just sheer opportunity, you know, walked across the street. They didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I was the fucking, <laughs> and, do, and do you know that, do you know the couple there that were playing Staying Alive, you know, with the organ? Yeah, staying, man, the jazz band. They were there. Yeah. They were there that That's night. That's so cool. That's so cool. So I walked in with fucking Alan McCarthy, like fucking Vince Vaughn and John Favreau, walked in. <laughs> And the guy who put us to the table and I went, this is fucking surreal. And I went like that, this is fucking on, this movie's working. <laughs> because this is, a, this is an omen. Well, That's an omen, yeah, man. Well, did I know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, no, but what I don't want to get back to your stuff, man. No, but I understand the stuff about Miami Vice and it's the, it's the escapism for the gritty realism. Do you know what I mean? I get it. You know, yeah, that's why I was asking, you know. No, definitely. I mean, my main thing too, man, is like, look, I've cut my teeth making like social realism and depressing shorts. You know what I mean? And like, I'll be honest, man, that's not who I am. And that's not what I want to do. I see that. I, I don't see you as a, a Ken Loach. Or, or no, a, man, I'm I not. See man, no. If I've got to be Ken Loach, I'm going to be joining Ken Loach up with, you know, like uh, the Safety Brothers or something. I mean, I want to make it stylish. Safety I want to inject style. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, man, I want to inject no. a sense of style into this, this kind of storytelling, which is quite... Um, it's, just, it's been done, you know what I mean? I, like, and, and, and I used to think it was a loaded term, Scottish miserableism, but it, it, it's like it, there is a, you know, it's, and you, you you do great to avoid it, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's such a, and, I, and I, man, I'm thankful for it. It's got me this far, you know what I mean? But it's like, uh, I, way, I, I think, I think you still got to get established with your authenticity. If you look at, put it this way, put it this way. Scorsese started on main streets and you could say that was a great realism of that area. But he didn't yeah, stay yeah. there. He evolved, didn't he? You're watching Taxi Driver, and people don't. Th I don't think there's. You see, Taxi Driver is great realism, but it's also surreal. Yes, there's definitely. A, there's yeah. a guy living in his fucking head, and then yeah, Scorsese's career went into these other areas and expect. So I think you, you've got to start off with your authentic voice first, because that's where the yeah, best films come from. And then, and then find out what it is what you want your style to be. You know what I mean? Beyond exactly. your voice. exactly. Yeah, you know, because uh, I think if you. This is the thing, look, if we see any filmmaker's name, whether it's Tarantino, Scorsese, Abel Ferreira, who I love, and I know you love. I'm, um, I'm, I'm the same. And uh, you think, okay, that, that person, that's that person's brand. And I've always thought, 
I don't know my fucking, and after all these years, I've not found my stamp yet. I don't know who the fuck I am. And I think as a filmmaker, that's the kind of thing where you don't consciously do it. You no. just have to get, you have to go through a lot of films that you don't want to make and mistakes that you find eventually find who you are. It might take you, might take you five years, it might take you 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I love about like, Paul Schrader as a director. That's <laughs> what I really love about Abel Ferrara is not every movie is like, uh, a gold yeah. star, amazing, but there's always something uh, yeah. interesting now, and they're yeah. always exploding and they're always taking chances. And like, they yeah. never play safe, and, and I think that's really important. And um, that's that, that's that, Neil. Yeah, never playing it safe. Abel Fidel could have stuck with the King of New York and did a whole series of movies like that, but he never yeah. took out the fucking rose. Do you know what I mean? 100%. 100%. He, he, never, he never just stuck with that genre. I think you've no, got, to get, you're on a motorway, you've got to get off it right away. You know, it's yep. like. Um, that's where people say to me, Oh, you're going to make me crime things? I'm a fuck. I'm going to, I want to go off that and go into something else. Oh, it's all, I love crime genre. I mean, I love the yeah. crime, but I want to get something. I want to do a film about a fucking ballet dancer that nobody would be a ballet dancer off their head or something like that. It's some fucking thing that nobody <laughs> yeah, would no, expect. No, definitely 100%, 100%. I'm the same way. I'm the same way, man. I'm the yeah, like dog days in the weird ways kind of got love story element to it, so that was kind of, so, but it's also got. A bit of a this the so pulse so sorry around. man I don't want to interrupt you so so dog dog days what's the sort of idea you know the film as a whole, whole? yeah it's kind of it's about, it's about a guy who's kind of you know, he's going through a kind of rough time in his life and um he's kind of he's he's followed his ex girlfriend to Dundee to kind of try and reconnect with his kid she's got a new partner and um he's had quite a volatile past so she people are a bit wary of him and um but he's got some musical talent and he goes viral singing a, a cover of Frankie Miller's Darling. And uh, because and while he's doing that, he's also got a kind of tit-for-tat thing going on, like a beef with a drug dealer, who's played by Brian McCarty. Um, so it's, it's kind of caught between these two worlds, kind of this, following this musical talent or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going down this darker path. And it's, it's, it's a, lot, a lot, it's just about kind of being, you know, like a working class artist and the self-sabotage, you know, that we can... Yeah, I guess... <laughs> Which I'm, 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 I'm known for as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've I done that for eight years, so get that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, no, that's it. And Brian McCarthy's in it, he's, he's great as well, you know. Yeah, man, so he's, he's, he plays a character called Ted in it, and, um, and then there's uh, Shannon Allen's, uh, one of your cast, she was, uh, she's done a few music videos with a um, musical artist up to do kill uh, India Rose, and she's done a few shots. Give mm-hmm. a guy that great Dundee director called Strath Martin, but um, she really shines in this man. She's like, she kind of, I, I, she's like just non traditional trained actor and just absolutely steals the show. And then another two leads is Connor McCarran from Spiral, of course. And Con- uh, I mean, Connor's uh, uh, you know, amazing. Actor. Oh, natural, man. Connor's just so natural and uh, it's just effortless, you know. It's like annoying, it's annoying how good he is. He's so effortless, he just doesn't without trying. You, you, don't, yeah. you don't, you don't see it, you know. I, I never well, seen, I, I never, he, he started Nens, didn't he? Peter he Martin did, he did. So. yeah, yeah. I never, I never seen Nens, um, but I was aware, you know, I was aware of him, and uh, yeah, you can, I mean, when you just feel something different with an actor that just does nothing but does everything, you know. That's it, that's exactly it, that's exactly <laughs> it, and I just feel like he needs, um. People need to be aware of him again and just how good he is. And that's that's the if anything comes from dog days, all these yeah. people realizing Connor as a you know, he's a gem in Scotland and he needs to be he needs to be used. It's a, it's a, it's a strange business though where talent can really talent's so important, but it's it's so you've got it's the other side as well, isn't it? Because you you so many talented people that, that have been there doing their up and down and up and down and don't get noticed. There's so much to it these days. Yeah. There's so much Definitely. that you do if you're big in fucking social media. I mean, he follows you, go to work, fuck. Do you know what I mean? 100%, yeah, man. It's, you know. it's total perseverance here, man. There's something about here where it's like, you know, it's two steps forward and five back, and you need you need to be willing to just not stop. Like, you can't stop, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. That's, that's the main thing, man. It's like, you just cannot give up because it's, uh, it's you, what uh, you want to at times, you know? I feel like sometimes, you know, I feel like, I feel like this week, never mind. I mean, so it's like, there's times where you want to give up, man, but you just, you have to keep... You have to persevere now. You have to keep going, man. Because you know why not? In, no, aye. if it's in your DNA, you've no choice, really. That's it, man. It's like I don't know. Yeah, man, I don't have a backup plan. You know, this is it for me. <laughs> this is you know, is it? It's either this or uh, you know, a life of crime. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> life of crime and film that. So it's back to fucking filmmaking. Yeah, I, exactly. I, like, well, I'm 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 further on than you. I'm I'm too. Uh, uh, many times I've just wanted to fucking pack it, and then it's like and then you realise that I don't have. 
I've only got skills to fucking flip burgers. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that. And it's I know like, I'm, too, too. I'm too fucking old to go back away. So I've, I've got to yeah. find a way. And, and I think finding, again, finding your own voice and your own way of doing things is so important these days, which yeah. you're doing, you know. Um, but, uh, and what, what do you, what's your take on the, what do you think about the, the I don't know about so much the Scottish, but it's the UK industry, but the UK industry down south is like fucking Hollywood, whatever else. What's your take on the Scottish? It's hard for me to even say Scottish industry because it doesn't seem like a fucking industry. Do you know what no, I mean? No, I know. I know it's I mean? weird. It's, not, man. it's strange, man. It is strange. It's, it's strange. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's like, it seems like, being all honest, man, it feels like... Uh, that's what I mean, I, I, I don't want to ask me too much because I know you're, you know, in the industry, you get some money for the industry. And I know you'd say what the fuck you like anyway. You know? I know, but look, man, what, 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 what I'm going to say is the truth, man. It feels, it feels like this industry survives on uh, having things in development that have never got any intention of making. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. They'll yeah. they they string people along and then never make a thing, you know what I mean? And that's why it's important that those people like me and you who are willing to do Fuck this! Like I'm going to make something. I'm going to get three, four pals together, and we're going to fucking make something, and we're going to keep doing it. But it's not about the. And if the industry comes back after that, well, then great, you know. But it's like it yeah. feels like to me, like it's um, you know, it's tricky, man. It just feels like it just feels there's not enough support here, um, and it feels like we get the odd thing maybe once every what four or five years. Usually by an English director like Ken Loach or something, you know. So it's like Hi. we get the odd, yeah, we get the odd thing. Or, or with a great set for Hollywood. Yeah, that's it. That's mean. I mean, we're maybe so grateful, which is which I think it's good for like um, people working uh, like in the crews and stuff. You know, like uh, like I like when production designers and people like that get jobs on these big things. But it's like it doesn't help. The, there's no writer directors getting a big no. It's still not Indiana Jones. You know, <laughs> it's hi. It's still not the same like a country like France where they completely embrace the film industry and their film culture and they don't give a fuck about America. They do this. They are they are they are thing. Hundred percent. I think that's who. That's who you kind of. That's probably who. Like people like us who are kind of like just you know passionate about making stuff. I think we need to kind of hit get in there, get in front of their eyes. You know, like the Italians. Yeah. Because those are the people who embraced Abel. You know what I mean? Those those those, yeah, those guys. Absolutely. Like, that's where he's always. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the key, man. It's, it, I think you need to think outside of Scotland, and I'm learning that slowly and the hard way. Think, look, man, like, I think there's a lot of opportunities for good, for things to be made here, but it does feel like there's just a lot of work being done on stuff that's never going to get made. And it's I, think, I, I think it's that thing Scorsese said, where as well to be your own industry. <laughs> and I don't mean just completely on your own. I mean that, look, um, when I started doing it, I was obsessed that you've got to get a budget, right? Yeah, um, you've got to get a budget, and there was there was almost no fucking films made in Scotland when I got a budget, right? It just happened to be the right place at the right time, and I never gave up for eighteen months, right? Um, but I realised right away that when I was running the circuit, um, I, I, I remember going to the Cannes Film Festival and seeing this poster, and it goes, "That looks pretty shite." My poster's going to be colourful and Hollywood look like a fucking movie. That looks shite, and it was a company that I went to see it was going to give me some money, and it was Christopher Nolan's film for following. Oh <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> right. And then when I was on the circuit, I done I was on the big breakfast before it collapsed, just before it collapsed, promoting. I didn't want to be on there. I was fucking drunk. I had to drag me on. Didn't want to be on it, you know, because I hate, didn't want to promote the movie. I fucking hated it. So I had to get a bottle of two bottles of wine in me, you know, be yeah. on the big breakfast. And I met Robert Rodriguez. And that was the only reason I went on, because Robert Rodriguez was on there and I met him. I hadn't read his book. I hadn't read yeah. his book, but he looked at me as if to say, why are you so fucking down about your movie? And it was so well, somebody else controlled it. And, hey, I made mistakes, but it's good to, you know, but, yeah. you know, as well. But, uh, and then it was like, when, then I read his book and it was like, and then I read Nolan, how he made the film for $7,000. And, and, and then I read Joe Carter, is it Joe Carter, him, it's the big director in Hollywood. He made yeah, his movie for $10,000. Yeah. And not then you go back, you see, exactly, you see all the directors that made the movies for $7,000, $10,000, because yeah. if you do that, you control a vision at the start, and then you get some more freedom with people. If you, got, if you get 300000 right away, you don't get any fucking control. You know, no, even, uh, 100%, you know, 100%, 100%. So, and the thing is, man, in, in the, you, you compromise so much that, that you end up feeling, something you just can't help but feeling kind of used, you know what I mean? And it's quite a heartbreaking feeling at times. Um, but, but the thing I'm trying to say is that, um, 
where people are talking about the Scottish film industry, the dangers, oh, we need help, we need support. No, look, look at what you can shoot with these days. Back then, yeah. you couldn't you didn't have access to it. I just shouldn't film. Yeah, you exactly. shoot a fucking film on a phone. So it's like, I think everybody that really wants to be a filmmaker should go out and make fucking five short films or ten yeah. short films with no money. Yep. And then then that gets shared. And then, exactly. then, you, then you see a Scottish film industry that are the fucking rebels doing their own thing. And then exactly. they spy on each other. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And that's the thing. It needs to be more, there needs to be more of a kind of community here too, man. I feel like everybody's kind of... Aye, we're all against yeah. each other. We're all oh, like I, I, that's, competition. That's, that's exactly, either against each other or just isolated and just kind of like... Aye. You know, and just by yourself. And it kind of feels... It's, it's a lonely fucking existence, man. Like, like oh, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's quite grim, man. And um, it just feels but, like there's no... Yeah, there's I no support. Aye, I think that's the thing. Like, look, at why does... Um, why do all these tech companies, all these apps come out of Silicon Valley? Because all these brains get together and they inspire each other. It should be yeah. like that. There's so many people going to make And even if they don't get together, if everybody's seen that Scottish community making all these films, it inspires each other. Somebody made that in a DSLR with 50 quid. Somebody made that in a smartphone with 50 quid. Instead of what we're all... Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, I, exactly. I, I think people forget this game is not competition. This game no. is subjective. We're all different. So we can all help yeah. each inspire each other. We're not taking yeah. away from each other. Do you know what no, I mean? that's 100% not at all, man. Yeah. That's no, definitely. Like, that's so true, man. It's like, well, not. It's like, uh, yeah, we just need to build each other up more. I mean, that's the thing, man. Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, man, I'm, I'm so happy to see you. In the last Because the last time I spoke to you, you've done a few films since then, you know, and I... Um, I hope it keeps going that way because I know it's fucking. I know. I know. I'm waiting on the train stopping as well, man. I'm waiting on all coming in. The thing is, that, look, I know you. I know you've got the side, but we'll just go out and shoot fucking someone without permission. But at the same time, you want to have, if you you, you want to be able to have more freedom, work with better actors and work your way up. So, yeah. it, you know, you should be getting, you know, you, you're proving yourself without a doubt. So you should be getting, you know. I appreciate um, that. But, you know. Well, I was going to ask you, um, I remember a few, you were going to do a film, uh, is it Portrait was interesting? Yeah, man, that's, yeah. that's how I ended up losing my two teeth, so I tried to shoot about, I tried to shoot it at New Year's, um, the day before New Year's Eve. The whole thing kind of was, yeah, so essentially it's just me, it's kind of like falling down in Glasgow, but it's like, it would be, the dangerous part about it is it's me playing a version of myself, and um, it's a guy who's grieving the death of his dad, and they kind of just, does a bunch of drugs and then goes and they kind of falling down, escalating <laughs> course of mayhem through Glasgow, but recording it all on his social media story. And right. I would just be the whole thing entirely on my phone. And I shot a large chunk of it and then uh, I lost one of my crowns because I, I got drunk with one of the actors and then uh, <laughs> so I, I didn't end up finishing it. But what I did learn though is when after I shot scenes and showed it to people. I got the reaction I wanted. That people didn't people didn't realise it was a film. It made them feel really uncomfortable. They thought I was sharing a viral video with them. And right. uh, well, that's good. And yeah, that that feeling of like, like just that feeling of really uncomfortable, like kind of sickening feeling that I caused the people really makes me want to make it bigger. Like so, I'm thinking of maybe doing it as like a a, a portrait mode feature, which I know is fucking insane, right. but it's better than the experimental thing. Where if it, exactly, it, yeah. I think it's that David Bowie quote. If you're too yeah. comfortable in the one area, you've got to push yourself where you're uncomfortable. 100%. Um, and, 100%. and again, if you're, if you're making it for nothing, then it doesn't matter because you're oh, going to lose it. And the thing is, like, the one thing I can guarantee from everybody I pull in, probably including yourself, because when I'm going to, it's going to go big. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to think it's going to be a, it's going to be a longer shoot than I imagined. Uh, It'll be fun. It'll be fun. There won't be waiting around. There's no sound recorders. There's nothing like that. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, that's why I'd say with Stevie yesterday, we went out and shot, um, for t last week we shot one day and finished yesterday, shot a 25-minute um, thing called uh, thing, uh, Mad World. And then we shot it. I, I took my, DS, yeah, I took my DSLR and I said, um, I was going to shoot and I went, no, we've got to go on fucking tube trains, we've got to go on bars, we've got to, oh, we need permission, no liability, well, fuck all that, let's just shoot it on the phone. So we yeah. shot the whole thing on the phone. And, and then I've shot stuff in phones before, a couple of scenes, yeah. and I added some scenes, but I never shot the whole thing on the phone before. And fuck me, man, the freedom. It was like yep. exciting as fuck. Even moments that weren't in the script, I had a script. Then I says to Stevie and Sucky Hall Street, 
I said, there's a little bit, I just wrote a speech within about two minutes that came in a few lines. I said, say that, right, let's get into this alley that you're at your head and fucking drugs for a minute. He went, what? He went, all right, let's do it. It's just the way you could just, and then nobody yeah. looked at us. No matter no, where that, we went. That man goes so much, it's like it, it, it takes away so much of the pressure of waiting around. You'll just, you just go for it, man. We sort of, yeah. that, these devices are just getting more and more powerful. I know. You know, it's like, but, this, well, this, this shit's on 8K. You know what I mean? I think yeah. they said, they said, what a roller. The only reason I felt I could do that was because of Stevie of what we for so long and he knew how I worked and to roll with yeah. it. If I, if I say to some other actors that are used to their lines and say, and then they turn up and I've got the whole kit in a fucking bag this size and we're shooting. Oh, wait a minute. Where's my Scott? <laughs> no, definitely. I've been No, I know you're saying. You learn, you do learn like what people you can involve in your. What people, what people trust you? Who trusts you? Like to, you know, entrust you? Exactly. But I think yeah, if you then do that stuff and then they see it and you go, that well, that was done with that, but that exactly. could result. Yes. Yes. So and at least you want people thinking like that, man. That's the thing. It's like everybody's too busy waiting on Aye. big daddy and mummy to give them permission. And then look, man, I'm saying this to somebody who's fucking making stuff that way as well. But it's like, no, man, like for the up and comers, man, like fucking and everybody else and just who's just interested in making stuff, no matter what age you man, like, uh, just do it. Just fucking do it. You love doing it. it. You love yeah, doing it. Yeah, um, just love doing it and enjoy it and just have fun with it, man. That's that's I, my main thing. I think the thing is here as well. Like I learned on my first film, right? See when I was on the set, and I'm thinking, I want to tell them to go to fuck with us because they want to change this. I want to tell them to go to fuck, and I was very inexperienced, right? It was the first film. Yeah. I want to tell them to go to fuck, and I always thought I want to try and get a budget again one day, but I want to be in a position where I can. Look, I'll tick all the boxes that they want to tick if I'm working with millions of dollars, whatever. I'll tick yeah, to some market, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if it's going to break for that, I want to be able to tell them to go to fuck. And I can only tell them to go to fuck if I've got my own film wee industry built that yeah, will go back to that. Yeah. Then yeah. I can push further. Then I can say, like, okay, I'm trying to get millions for a fucking action movie. Yeah, it's a lot of numbers. Probably never get yeah. it. But, but then I don't really care. I'm a madman. It's like, I don't care. It's like, I'll, I'll send it to so-and-so, I'll send it to so-and-so. Oh, we might be interested, but I'm not, I'm not desperate. Years ago, no. I was fucking desperate. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. your own thing. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because you know if you didn't get any money tomorrow, you just fucking do your own thing. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the thing, man. From making money in this industry... I'm just ended up in more debt, you know what I mean? I was, I was, better, off, I was better off with benefits. I heard that the other day. I'm honestly more comfortable with making no money in this industry. <laughs> make money, make the wee bit of money I've made in this industry has fucked my whole life forever. So it's like, it's almost like, I'm like, I, I welcome them fucking shutting me down because I'm just going to, they're not ready, man. I'm, I'll fucking, I'm, I'm going to make some crazy heard, bunch of stuff. I heard you saying that the other day, there should be some sort of money management when you get money, how you don't... <laughs> <laughs> so you don't fucking spend it all. No, man. No. I got bought. I got bought a few. Um, yeah, I bought a few BMWs some, for folk. Some, <laughs> some, nice, some nice gear, new shoes. I gear, I gear. Anyway, James. Okay, let's just finalise then because I don't want to keep you long, mate. I really appreciate this. So let's dog days when it's going to play at GFT. Glasgow yeah. Film Theatre, we just got moved to GFT1, the big screen, man. It's on March 5th. Uh, it's right. a Sunday. It's at half three. If anybody in Glasgow, man, I'd really appreciate it if you'd buy a ticket and come along. Me tomorrow to me, I'll be there, man. We'll, we'll get a drink afterwards, man. So anybody else could buy, up for grabbing a ticket. Come along, man. We'll have a party afterwards, man. It'll be fun. And you're going to do a Q&A uh, as yeah, well? Yeah, definitely. We'll yeah. go on the cast. We'll be there and we're going to make a night of it, man. So everybody come, man, please. And uh, we mean the world to me. So I'm going to push this out there, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Looking forward thank to you, it. You know. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thanks, James. You know, appreciate it, man. It's great. No, thank you, man. I can, awesome. I, can chat, I can chat to your fucking name. I know. You I just want to talk to you nonstop, man. I'm honest. I, I, you know, I didn't go pick up my prescription, but I could honestly just sit here and talk to you nonstop. I, well, we, we may do that one time and just get yeah, the podcast for a few years and just chat with some beers and just chat. Yeah, man. Chop it Definitely, me and Connor should sit down and just have a laugh, Aye. man. Just definitely. Aye, and just uh, and we'll shoot fucking seven hours, and then chop it up. And there's a thousand videos for fucking TikTok. Exactly, man. That's it. I'm going I need to learn how that works, man. I feel like I'm terrible at TikTok. I'm trying to learn. Hey, TikTok is is um, I, I'm the same. I've went on it, but it's like fucking man. Sometimes put it this way: I put a video. I've got a crime lord one for TikTok, right? I don't always go on it, but I put a crime lord video in TikTok, and it's me standing at the door, just opening the door. And there's a there's a woman on the bed and she's got clothes on. There's nothing for me in it. And it's like 15 seconds and they get 260,000 fucking views. 
on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, it seems like there's no rhyme or reason. It seems like she, when you when you really try for years, you don't get any. Exactly, and I go, I can't get my fucking brain in it. And then, and then you put, you put, then you put something where somebody's shipping with fucking machine gun, you get twenty five views, <laughs> and then it's blocked. I know, I know, I know. It's you nuts. But, so, I'm, I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm determined to learn how that how that works. I do think that can be an asset, and I think, and I think that's what thing the the me and you are kind of really curious about is like how can we use these new forms? Uh, yeah, yeah, social media yeah. And stuff to help us and like can use it as an asset to push, you know. Uh, I think content out there. I think TikTok would be good for you because as well because your your films you know, there's a, you know set in Scotland. There's a huge um, Scottish community on TikTok. You know, yeah, when you, go on, yeah. you know when you go yeah. on Instagram, it's very much the world, right? Yep, yep, yep. But if you go on TikTok and you put Scottish in there, it's very much like a local. It feels like very much you're in Scotland. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, you know, definitely. So TikTok would be really, you know, um, it's worth playing. Just experiment, play around with it, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It's, worth, 100%, it's, not, it's not just dancing videos whatever. It's also, it's a shit. No, I know, I know. Fucking, no, definitely, 100%. You know, definitely. You know, so I've seen you know. really hilarious Scottish videos on there. I mean, so I do think you're right. That is, that is a community hit, man, 100%. But it's so fucking weird. I saw a family in a council house in the mother in her 60s and she's drinking a bottle of Buckfast and she's shouting at the fucking and daughters or whatever and they're throwing things at each other and the place looks as if they've been cleaned in fucking 10 months they look like fucking great gardens right they had a fucking million followers so they're, I know. Probably, they're probably just there have tiktok sitting drinking all day <laughs> I know <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah, look, man, here, man. And who's the judge? You know, I mean, that, maybe that's I know, what I'm saying. I just thought, what yeah. But, you know, this, this is what I'm trying to say. This is where I learned stuff about this the attention as well. Is no, so important because. 100%. 100%. You know, you know, it's like, so I may end up just fucking doing stupid dance, a thousand stupid dances just to fucking do, you know, put a pan in my fucking head and start hitting it. You know what I'm talking about. You know? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, let me go that way anyway, because we might fucking crack up and then become hits on TikTok and then we can run with films. Exactly, you know? exactly. I know, I know, I know. Definitely, you're right, you're right. And, anyway, James, no keep you, man. Thanks, that was a great chat you. Um, no, that was amazing, David. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I like I lagged a wee bit in the beginning. I'm glad my technologist uh, caught up. Course, it's probably my stream yeah. here as well. But uh, looking forward to the, the, the screening next month and I'll plug this out there. I love it, man. Thank you so much, David. It means world, man. Thank you, bro. Right, okay, mate. Catch you later. Yeah, but I'll see you soon, bro. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, bro. Cheers. Cheers.